Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is a man who guarantees he will make the most of your Trump bucks, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? Matt, I'm I'm doing good. I'm quarantined. I'm I'm living life. That's really all that matters at this point. If you're quarantined and want to send us an email, email us podcast at romancircusblog.com. We are on Twitter. I am at Hey It's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z-A-C Mabry. The podcast is at Roman Circus Pod. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. Uh, since you're quarantined and need something to do, why not take 10 seconds and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, make us feel special, or don't if you don't like us, whatever. doesn't matter at this point. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can find us wherever podcasts are. Zach, how's your quarantine going? You know, it's, it's um, interesting. Like, obviously, I'm out in rural Arkansas instead of Dallas. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's nice. I, I do miss my apartment, but um, uh, and it, to allow for social distancing, a buddy of mine is working at my apartment. Uh, so at least it's getting used, and so I get to see pictures of it regularly. That's cool. I miss your yeah. apartment. It's a good apartment. Well, that was what I was thinking about. I'm like, oh, paying rent to an empty apartment, I'm barely getting my money. So somebody's getting my money's worth at least. Um, mm. But yeah, so I'm out here, you know, I do chores, going to mow the lawn today, gather the eggs in the afternoon. Yeah, you're a country boy. Yeah, I'm very, very rural American now. I saw my, I went to the grocery store yesterday and I saw my brother there and it was like I hadn't seen him in years. It was like, uh, you know, like uh, we had been gone, uh, pulled apart from each other for because of unforeseen circumstances. And then we had this clandestine meeting in the Fry's Food and Drugs. Like, so where does your brother live? Like, in reference to where you live? Uh, I like ten minutes away, if that. Okay. And was it a planned meeting? No, I was there, uh, looking through the remains of what was left of the chicken, and all of a sudden I heard a hey, and I looked up, and it took me a second to like focus. I was like, oh, this is my brother. So that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Just guys being dudes. Guys being dudes walking through the grocery store, and I'm fairly certain that we saw Kevin Costner. No way. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know why he would be Call at... Call him Kevin Costco. Yeah, I don't know why he'd be at a grocery store in Scottsdale, but uh, I, I'm, you know, as someone who interacted with a lot of celebrities in Los Angeles, I'm pretty pretty confident when it comes to seeing someone that I know who it is. So, um... I saw someone say once that Scottsdale should be called Scott's Dull. Is that what you're experiencing? Scott's Dull? Dull. Like, it's dull. Like, like lame. Yeah, I mean, maybe for boring, lame people. Nice. Unimaginative, simple folk. Yeah, but I'm... But if you, you know, if you're very imaginative and not simple, you'll have a ball here. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Well, um, I think everybody's experience is different right now, but I imagine people are getting plenty of news. So 
Uh, in lieu of what's in the news, since the only thing in the news is that there's a viral plague, um, we have a very special guest and a fun interview. We have um, Katie, aka Mrs. Ruby from Twitch, um, who's also on Catholic Twitter, and uh, it's pretty fun. We're going to talk to her about her her Twitch streaming career, her conversion to Catholicism. It's a it's a cool interview that we're excited to be able to uh, to have, especially during this time of quarantine. Yeah, great, great person, great everything. Uh, let's get to the interview. Zach, for the first official time in the history of podcasts, we are we're merging podcasting and twitching. No one has ever done it before. I'm pretty sure I haven't looked it up, but um, some would say this is the most epic crossover event. What is the what is the the meme there what is the the most uh uh epic crossover ambitious. of all time ambitious yeah. crossover of all time ambitious yeah yeah so that's never happened before uh we're doing it we found we went to twitch and we we plucked out one lucky twitch person and we said please come on a podcast uh and they said yes it was great it was a uh, it was a uh, good fortune in these dark times and also when you look her up uh we gotta we gotta hit this. It says there's a there's an article, there's a piece on the internet that says Twitch cooking show ends in disaster as host destroys set with ball of dough. Okay, so that, that could mean anything. That that I know what it says, but who knows what it means. It is Miss Ruby on Twitch, it is Katie Rubalcaba. Hey guys. Thank you, Katie, for coming on. Absolutely. I mean, the begging got a little undignified, so I had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what as we gonna do? now, as we pointed out before, uh, we said to you once, but I'm going to say it again. You have four children. I don't know if you knew that. You have four children. You have one on the way. Oh uh, gosh. Think of us as two more children in your life that you have to help out for this uh, for this moment. So it's no big deal. Um but, you know, any life advice, anything you can do to help us, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'll, I'll see what I can do. You know, if I have two more kids, that means I get to have the super awesome Catholic van. So the trad van. Yeah, I need that. <clears throat> I'm, I'm my, real excited I, for I, it. I made my brother aware of the trad van phenomenon. So now he tells me when he sees them and he claimed that one almost ran him off the road recently. And I, was I like, believe no, you that don't mess with the trad van. Yeah, Which you don't. We yeah, have, I, an expectation that the seas will part for us. It's pretty fun at mass when I see a family and I see them, they all, they all get into the like town and country minivan. And then one day you see a, a nice sparkly new giant trad van and you're like, good for you. Like if you want to drive that into our small Latin mass parking lots and park that sucker, like who I, you know, I'm not going to stop you. It's, it really is inspiring. Yep. Yeah, and that's usually when you should probably congratulate the mother on the pregnancy that she has not yet told anybody about, but that she's panicked and bought the giant van for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Panic congratulations. Giant vans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I okay. imagine with everybody on quarantine that giant vans are going to be in if there's, if there's a baby boom uh, taking place. I'm not even going to pretend I haven't looked up every single... Um, what is it? It's the Chevy Express or something like that. It's the it's the less fancy of the extremely large vans. Okay. Um, but there are none for sale in my Midwestern uh, suburban area, which is very unfortunate. 
you you waited too long to have that fifth kid if you had that fifth kid just a little sooner they everyone was there you would have beaten the rush i know there's actually a cool backstory about kid number five we, you don't have to share it if you don't want to but I, oh i think it's fairly shared it was shared in the twitch world right so it's not yeah it's widely known okay um, I don't know how much backstory you want with this, but like, uh, so I'm a convert. My husband's a revert. So he was baptized Catholic, but, um, his parents got divorced when he was young. So as is usually the case there, they just stopped going to church. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so my husband was not really raised in the church. Um, and I converted in 2017. Congratulations. And thank you. But prior to that, uh, we'd had four kids and like, even my mom always jokes that I was always Catholic. I just didn't know how to be. Um, I always felt like it, there was, you know, I had this like slight humana vitae leaning. I didn't feel great about birth control, but I, I freaked out after our fourth kid was born and my husband had a vasectomy and that was before we had, um, converted. And then after we converted and I learned, you know, all of the background, what the theology of the body was and why it was that there was a problem here. I was just like hell bent on getting the thing reversed, but I was always sort of a, a pipe dream. Like we would have to have all of our debt get paid off and six or I thought it was $6,000 would have to fall out of the sky because it's not covered by insurance. And in the last year, um, my Twitch stream helped me to raise all this money for what was going to be a pilgrimage that we were going to go on my husband and I, but the pilgrimage mm-hmm. got canceled for lack of involvement. And we ended up having fundraised through the Twitch stream exactly as much money. It ended up being 5,000, uh, as was necessary to do the vasectomy reversal. And my chat who is largely non-Catholic, was all very, very excited. And they're like, we could reverse the vasectomy. Let's do it. So we used the money for, that was going to be for the pilgrimage to reverse my husband's vasectomy. And that was in January. And uh, the beginning of March, I found out I was pregnant. So here we are. That's like a whole different pilgrimage. Like you set out to have oh, one yeah. pilgrimage and you went on a pilgrimage of life. Absolutely. Wait, where was this pilgrimage going to be? Spain. And Portugal. Oh, okay. We were going to go. Okay. Did you? It was on Twitter a lot that they advertised. I was invited and I was like, but I had just left my full time job and I was like, I don't think that I can, like, I, I, I can't, like, you know, running a business right now. And I'm like, I can't tell you if next May or whenever it was going to be, if I can do this. And because uh, right. it was Sean. Um, yeah, is that with Father Anthony? Yeah, yeah. Father Anthony was going to go and uh, my friend John Blevins. Yeah, yeah, John's great. Make a commitment and trust, and I was like, yeah, I just like I always commit to travel. That I assume the money's going to appear. So this time, I actually need to commit to not leaving the country. Like it was, yeah. Yeah, that's that's usually Zach's Zach's philosophy is saying yes now, work out the details later. It's not necessarily the worst philosophy. No, I I think it it's it's served him well so far. Yeah, I think too many people say no first, and then they're like, because I can't figure out how to do it. But like, when you've already committed, you make it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. I think it's a good philosophy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good way to, <laughs> to uh, fight back crippling depression, right? Overcommitment. Overcommitment is how we, I don't know, I was going somewhere. And houseplants. Houseplants. House I yeah. want to do the houseplant thing. So, um, so... Your one, that story is pretty interesting. And I think it's interesting because obviously there's not, when somebody's had a vasectomy, there's not any kind of moral obligation to reverse it. Right. Um, but it's definitely uh, a choice and a pretty cool one. And it, like in your case, it's it's already like there's a whole nother immortal soul that Involved. exists yeah. through it. So I, I think that's such a cool um, thing. And so then 
you basically took that idea of sort of your Twitch community um, coming together for a specific cause, and you've kind of turned that into a nonprofit that you've started. So I thought maybe you'd want to talk a little bit about about that. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll talk about the Good Egg Fund until I'm blue in the face, man. It's mm. my favorite thing. Um, we just So one thing that I've noticed about people on Twitch, and um, I, it, it might be the entire internet, it's just that my experience is pretty limited to there. Um, they're just shockingly generous human beings, and they build these communities that are, are just so important to them, and they work so hard to help each other. So last year we had a couple of instances like uh, a community member was laid off from their job and they had child support due and they were going to lose their visitation if they didn't pay this child support. And I asked the community like, Hey, could we get together this $400? And it was, it was donated to my stream within, I think less than 50 minutes, like five zero. It was n less than an hour. We had all of the money that we needed to pay this, this person's child support for him. Um, and we, we did that and they were able to keep their visitation and we had, you know, thing after thing like that where people would, they didn't ask for the money, but we became aware of somebody having a need and we would bring it to the community and the community would pony up for it almost immediately. And so we kind of, I kind of started thinking it would be nice to have this money just in a, in a bank account somewhere so that I could just hand it off as soon as I hear about the need and we don't have to fundraise for it every single time. So that's what we started doing with the Good Egg Fund. Um, so now we set up a, a registered 501c3 nonprofit. You can donate to it tax-free, and you can set up a recurring donation to it. And then we just have a little pot of money that sits around. And you can go to goodeggfund.org, and you can um, submit a request if, like, you know, you wanted to do something nicer. If you know, you know, for example, one of the people that submitted for it wanted to put a homeless man that they walk by every day up in a hotel for Christmas. So they submitted that. They're like, we want a, two nights in a hotel and a suit and dinner for this guy. And wow. so. Yeah, that was what they wanted to do. It wasn't for themselves. Like, they're not trying to do anything that makes them wealthy or whatever. And we were able to give them that money. They were able to do that. It was fantastic. So we just keep we just keep doing that. And the last two weeks ago, we posted that we were going to do everything we could to help people pay for child care while schools were closed, but businesses were still open. And in that one weekend, we moved $5,000 through the fund. Like, it barely sat in the fund. It got donated and was immediately put right back out into the community so uh, that's a great thing because i'm it's nice to have a uh you know in this time where we're all people are doing gofundmes and all sorts of things it's cool to have a place where you can just have the money already there right instead of like you know case like so then they can submit and ask for it as opposed to like having all these gofundmes and i mean having the gofundmes is still cool but like it it's it kind of cuts out the you you do all the you'll you'll you do all the work of having to get the money and these people can instead of having to do it themselves they can kind of just ask for it i like that yeah i don't know and, if I mean, what i said made any sense but no you're good like for the most part with the exception of the the two weeks that we spent doing um daycare we stopped doing that since there's going to be hopefully funding and we sort of ran out of money for it but sure. um um, but normally when you're asking for a grant, you're asking to do something for someone else. So it's not like you're, you know, you're asking for your own, your own sake or anything right. like that. But also, um, it, it gives a little bit more opportunity for those like, you know, less sexy stories that don't make a good GoFundMe where it's, you know, just, there's just this guy and I see him every day and I want to do this thing for him. Like, you know, it's, it's just a lot easier to reach out that way. I don't know. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And those, those stories it's it's a lot like you said it's like it's harder to sell because 
you know, and he, there's this kind of a scammy element. To, you remember, the, obviously, that story where, like, yeah. the two people were in cahoots with the homeless man and then they like kind of bilked them out a bunch a bunch of money so yeah. like it's kind of hard to sell those on a gofundme now but if you if you can kind of go through or you can weed those out and see who's being real and who's not that that's always really helpful well and i mean um, our maximum grants is 500 dollars. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like you're going to be able to to make it rich with this right but, but like for 500 dollars, you can let somebody know that they're important or that this group of of people you see is meaningful to you or this boys and girls club that needs basketballs is something that matters to you like it's i don't know five hundred dollars can go a long way for letting someone know that their dignity is important yeah my buddy has a uh he's doing a nonprofit thing out here in phoenix and he was telling me he's created like a i forget what he it's it's some sort of chart where he he looked at how much they needed to have in one year to be stable. And then he broke it into like, they need so many of this donor, so many of that donor, so many of this. And like, it's already all, all, all the way down to like five bucks a month. He knows where he can put it. Like he can put that money. So yeah. you're right. Like any, no amount is too small and, and $500 for a boys and girls club is huge for things like that. So that's uh yeah. I'm that's a big fan awesome. of $500. Mm-hmm. I would take five hundred dollars um, right this minute if somebody offered it. Yeah, but then you would donate to someone who needs it, and that's I would I would put it right in the good egg fund, and then I, my husband would be like, "We could have bought you know something," and be like, "Yeah, we're stuck inside." It sounds like there's a lot of bad eggs out there, but but your group is there for the good eggs. Yeah, I don't run around. I don't run into a lot of bad eggs. All my all my eggs are real good. It's a sort of a running. Jo- well, I guess it's not a joke. It's just what we call them. They're, the people in the chat, I call them good eggs. They're just just good people. I don't see it's as like much people, of the dark as other people do. We may be working backwards with this because we started with like your personal life and then we went to the nonprofit and then what you like do actually do. <laughs> and why it's called the good eggs is because your Twitch stream is a cooking, like an interactive cooking show. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Zach. We're, what we're doing is, you know how normally they start and they build up to the end and they're like, what do you have to plug? And that's where they talk about the good eggs. So when we ask Katie what she has to plug at the end, she'll just tell us about her kids. That's that's kind of <laughs> where we're like, yeah, you're right. We're working backwards. I'd like yeah. to plug large families. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Zach so, had a real okay. question. <laughs> For Actually, maybe you could, since you're, you're like from the Twitch world, um, could you give us like a... Like, can you explain, can you pitch Twitch to us? Like, what? talk to us about Twitch, and then I think that'll lead to how your channel came about. Because, like, I've always, I I kind of mentioned, I have I thought it was TikTok at first because I was confused. And then I downloaded it, and it, saw, it looked to be mostly video games. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand this. So maybe you can, uh, what sure. is Twitch? So Twitch is a live streaming platform. It's primarily known for video games, Um but so like when you first go to the front page of Twitch, if you're on your laptop or whatever, and you go to twitch.tv or twitch.com, it's a little overwhelming. It's like the it's it's like a YouTube front page, but with every, like nothing's a thumbnail, everything's moving. So it's a little bit stressful to look at. Um, but there's all sorts of different content on there that's being produced constantly. It's all live. So nothing is scripted. Nothing is edited. Uh, you're getting real life people for better or for worse. And oftentimes you'll see the for worse. But um, so, you know, there's, there's food and drink streamers, which is the category that I go in. You can, you know, you can go watch some people cook. You can, we have some amazing chefs on, in it, on Twitch that just put out plates that are just 
far above and beyond anything that I could do. There's there's crafters that they can teach you how to do things. There's a Catholic Amanda on Twitter. She does. I think she Catholic does hers Amanda on. Amanda is wonderful. Yeah, I think she does hers on YouTube. But it's the same thing where you can do a live stream with prayer and, and teach people to make rosaries. Um, I think Father Harrison just started to, uh, streaming masses. But for the most part, uh, far and away, the largest content is going to be watching people play video games. And um, Twitch is a little bit more driven by the personality of the streamer than it is by the ability of the streamer. So, you know, although Ninja, for example, although he's not on Twitch anymore, is an extremely good Fortnite player, he's probably got more traction just because he was fun to watch like he's a he's entertaining um and so with twitch really what you're doing is building communities around certain things and in my case we're building community around my kitchen uh it's yeah, basically my, like you've been invited over while i cook you dinner my buddy will watch poker on twitch like he plays poker and he you know he makes yeah. money off of it but he'll just watch things like that and people have like they'll have it'll be tournaments but then also people have twitch events where they're like they show you their hands and they like walk you through different poker strategies right so i guess you're it's like basically anything and everything can be put up on twitch yeah and it's you know the thing that people always get annoyed with about social media is that you're always seeing people's highlight reels right like you're always mm -hmm. seeing the best of the best whereas i think i think the thing that speaks to me most about twitch is that you're not it's there's no way to make it a highlight reel so if you you know if i burn something it's burned there's just okay. no, there's no getting around it you're just begging me to ask about how you destroyed a set with a ball of dough. <laughs> uh, so one time I was making bread and I didn't put, I had put, I, I didn't weigh my flour. I never weigh my flour because I'm a lazy mm -hmm. cook. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I that's, oh, that's what first rule of cooking is you've got to weigh your flour. Well, I totally knew that, but I, I actually never heard. This is before flour. I knew Zach and he never told me any of this. Did you did you claim your scale. flour on your tax forms? What did you? Oh no, because I did a really bad job of like documenting what I spent money on last year. Ooh. So Ooh. this year I'm going to do a way better job of it. A way Zach, better job. Way anyway, better job. Way better okay. Job. Zach's like, where's your grocery receipts? I was like, what? Ugh. So you forgot <laughs> to weigh your flour. Anyway, I ended up with a really dense ball of dough. And sometimes when your dough is super dense, you can smash it on the counter hard enough that it'll sort of like, it'll break up a little. You can you can loosen it up if you need it enough, you'll get there. But it, this was not happening. <clears throat> anyway, I was talking to somebody who at that moment was actually sass mouthing me about being Catholic. And I smashed my, my dough onto the counter to try to loosen it and it bounced and bounced into my coffee cup, which was right there. And my this was before I was smart enough to put my... Um, my laptop up on a riser and so my coffee cup just right into my laptop and the whole thing you see me like scream and lunge for it and then the sh computer shorts out and I came back live on my cell phone and was like oh no it's dead dead as a doornail we had turned it upside down did everything that we could but um two streams later you you see me laying my laptop to rest and it now lives on top of my cabinet where everyone can see it but it's it's a dead laptop but one of the members of my community is an absolute legend and provided me with a new laptop within 48 hours so we were able to get back up that is amazing yeah you know yeah i think that's what's fun is like my first like i watched your show um for the first time recently and um i think it was like take two of tiramisu because you'd had oh yeah like, screw the problem first one. with the lady fingers Mm-hmm. I didn't soak them enough. Didn't soak the lady. Amateur mistake. I'm I know every even time. Know what that means. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's kind of cool because yeah, I guess you do get a lot of highlight reel 
stuff. Um, the other thing I noticed is you are regularly interacting with the chat. So while you're cooking um, and doing whatever it is you've planned, you're also getting kind of the unplanned sort of input of people throwing things in the chat. And you mm -hmm. tend to do a good, like, do you have a, a fairly large screen where you're seeing that or what? How does that work? Uh, I have a second monitor that I put chat on sometimes, but usually I run it just straight through my laptop and I just read it off of off of the uh, broadcast software. And usually the second one is being used for uh, the recipe so that I can read it. But um, yeah, I, d I, for the most part, the, I don't ever pretend that I'm the best cook on Twitch. I am probably, I, I think if you polled the food and drink streamers, they would tell you I'm the worst cook on Twitch. Mm. But um, <laughs> But I just say I'm the cook on Twitch who loves you the most. So I do the best that I can to interact with the chat. And it's less about the food and more about the type of community that's made when you're sitting around a kitchen, you know? Okay, so I just watched the video. I put I, I put the my microphone on mute so I could watch. And your scream at the end is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was a legit immediate react. Like, that's not scripted at all. Yeah, yeah. no, that was a, that was a, oh, no, scream. Yeah, all of the uh, the best the best clips of me or the clips that have gotten the most uh, traction usually involve me doing something stupid or one of mm -hmm. my kids sass mouthing me. Mm -hmm. So my my biggest clip that ever got any traction, um, it's like well known that I think that Philip DeFranco is so handsome, mm -hmm. um, and so occasionally people from my stream will pretend to sub as Philip DeFranco just to mess with me. And uh, that happened once, and I was like, Philip DeFranco, why won't you notice me? I think you're so handsome. And my son walked in the kitchen and said, you have a husband. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Which, of course, then got back to Philip DeFranco. <laughs> uh, embarrassing. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so good. How long ago mm -hmm. was that? Uh, that was last fall. So I'm actually in a Philip DeFranco um thumbnail on his youtube page because uh, apparently my story was one of the thumbnail worthy ones so oh that's a picture great. of my face right next to the joker <laughs> the, the, we all would be so lucky to be uh next to the joker oh i think so not so in real life because i'm not sure about that guy um an unusual question i have um okay. so i was watching when i was watching your stream i was like katie looks like somebody and i couldn't figure out who it was and then I realized there's this show that nobody should watch ever called Shameless. Mm -hmm. And there's a character on it named Karen Jackson. And I, I think that you look like Karen Jackson. And then in the chat, I noticed people were calling you Karen. Is there, is, are those related at all? Like, do you mm -hmm. even know the character I'm referring to? Is no, I have no like? idea what you're talking about, but I just looked it up. And you're right. I do look a little like her. Um, I most frequently get um, told I look like, um, shoot, what's her name? Kristen Bell. I get that the most okay, often. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a counter in the chat for when a person who's never been there before comes in and says, do you know that you look like Kristen Bell? And somebody will type the counter and say, Katie has been mistaken for Kristen Bell 22 times um, <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, but no, the Karen thing is because there is another streamer whose stream name is just Katie. And uh, there was a whole backstory, but ultimately it came down to there can only be one Katie. And so they just gave me a different name, and it happened to be the one that's related to um, Snotty asking for people's managers. I'm not going to say I love this nickname. Okay, but you, it's one of those you have to kind of go with where the community takes things. Oh yeah, it's fine. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I don't. I know they don't mean it that way, so it's fine. Right. Yeah, you have so, you have four kids and one on the way. What is anyone going to say to you that's going to bother you? You're it's too... very difficult to offend me. Yeah. 
you're too preoccupied. What uh, what was the why why twitch? Like what why did you enter the fray? My husband forced it upon me. Um, okay. He was he was watching uh, some streams. He was particularly watching this one Fortnite stream where they were giving away a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and they free stuff uh, is a is a good pull. It is. It's not a great way to build a Twitch community because they ended up ending their stream after just like four months. They burned real bright and real hot, and then they just went right out. Yeah. Um, so they, they gave away thousands of dollars worth of stuff, and then they just couldn't sustain it. But um, yeah, so he was. We were looking at it. And we were like paying attention to what was going on on Twitch, and, and he's like, you know, most of this is just people with fun personalities. I, I think you could do this. I'm like, I don't think I'm that interesting. He's like, but I think you could. So he set up my whole Twitch page, and he asked me to play Fortnite of all things, and I'm terrible at Fortnite. So it was just me running around telling people not to shoot me because I'm a mother of four, and how dare you, sir? <laughs> I have children. You know, just just being ridiculous. And and somehow I ended up with 13 viewers playing Fortnite as a middle-aged woman that felt stupid so that I eventually found out that there were food and drink streamers and I just set up my phone on a top of a giant stack of books and made some cookies and somebody came in and was like you're actually good at this here's a donation go buy yourself a good camera and I was shocked by the fact that somebody would bother to give me money to do this <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I decided you know what? I'm just gonna do a good job of it I'm just gonna try it I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in and see how good I do and and there here I am 18 months later thank you so much for and having I just started playing one of your videos, oh. and I was about to say, I was gonna say 18, that's me. And eighteen million dollars later, you've made a nice living doing it. Oh gosh, wouldn't that be neat? If somebody yeah. would like to donate eighteen million dollars to me, that would be lovely. Um, Zach would be really terrified of my taxes, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, At that point, we can start doing cool stuff. Like we can start doing offshore accounts, and that, that's. <laughs> Excellent. That's where I get to be really. When cool. is the part when I get to Scrooge McDuck into a pile of money? Mm -hmm. um, I would just get... We're we're getting there. We're working on it. I don't think that's going to happen. Bucks, you know. Um, oh, I, I'm very excited about the Trump bucks. <laughs> I've been saying I'm going to spend mine on something really obnoxious that I can also photograph, like <laughs> like MAGA hats or like buying a whole bunch of one stupid thing, like Peeps, the the Easter candy, marshmallow Peeps. Yeah, which are nasty. Well, they don't like you much either. Oh, do you like them? No, I don't, but. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so with your stream, so now we're obviously in interesting times because everybody's quarantined and we've got the coronavirus and whatnot. Like, have you noticed an uptick in views since everybody's kind of stuck at home? Uh, the views have gone up just a little bit in the last couple of days. Um, but the number of subscribers and, um, and things like that have gone down. Um, and that's, that's, in, that's normal. I mean, it's a, it's a bad economy and, and I'm a, paid, the subscriptions are paid subscriptions. Yes. So okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's different than, um, sorry, sorry. On YouTube, a subscriber is what a Twitch follower would be. So you don't pay for it uh, to follow, but to subscribe, you pay $5 a month. So, gotcha. um, the paid section of it has, has fallen off a little bit, but that's exactly what you'd expect. And I'm not, you know, my family doesn't live or die by my Twitch income. So I'm I, like, at this point, my goal is just to give people some time to like get it off their mind. So we've been doing a lot more like dress up streams and goofy streams. I dressed up as um, Rosie the Riveter yesterday and made a war cake from the rations. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got to, I got to buy a, a onesie, like a, a dicky coverall thing. 
that thing like is from so a cosplay style vendor. <laughs> no, from just from the Dickies website. But <laughs> but I definitely will wear that for the remainder of the pregnancy. It's fantastic. My husband's gonna be really into it, I'm sure. That, what do the kids fun. know about the the Twitch? Like, how do they do they? Obviously, They're they just know. Walking you. in and off the set, from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, that like, was brave. I was like, oh man. Yeah. So what? Like, I was gonna say, obviously, they know you do it. They've appeared and they've yelled at you, et cetera, et cetera. But like, what is it? Are they like totally into it? How did you? Did they? Ha- did they just want to be involved, or do, are you gonna make a bunch of like uh, young actors and actresses like our <sighs> pal Zach Mabry there? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have made that noise. Sorry, Zach. Love you. <laughs> um, no, that like my guardian angel makes that sound a lot. Oh, oh, good. Um, yeah, I my goal is not to have the kids involved, and and there's been times when I've had to actually get them off the the screen because there's been people in the chat that like it's very rare that we get bad eggs in the chat, but occasionally you'll get people who are just paying way too much attention to my 11 year old daughter, and I'm like, all right, you sure. gotta go. Like, sure. do sure. not be over here. Um, but we we try to like keep a, out of you know away from them what they're doing. Like the chat can't handle you being over here. You gotta go. Um, so. But for the most part, they're all kind of, it depends on their mood. Um, sometimes they want to, to come over and say hi. But the people in the chat, they're, they're, the community is pretty much the same people. There's a core group of people that are always there. And so the kids have favorites. Oh, that's um, cool. Millie's favorite is Infamous and Max Peck and Kelsey. Like she gets very excited to see those two people. So she'll come on and like say hi to them. And the chat kind of knows how to react to each kid. So like mm-hmm. Millie comes, if Millie comes into the kitchen, my, my seven-year-old daughter, everybody puts kitty emotes in there because she loves kitty cats. And so she'll look up at the screen and see the kitty cats and get excited. Um, but the, they're not, none of them are actors, unfortunately. They're all just big personalities. <laughs> I just have a lot of, really I mean, loud kids that that is acting to an extent yeah they're not coached yeah. is the thing like we get a, we get that occasionally from somebody will post a clip on reddit and they're like oh this is so scripted i was like dude if i could get my kids to say whatever i wanted them to say you think i'd go with this like no right it's like i wish um can't get these I've kids to shut up in lines for years exactly um that's cool i mean all in all, like, I just had a lot of fun watching it. Like, I'm totally going to tune in. I had it playing on, I, I downloaded the Twitch app onto, like, the, my parents' Amazon Fires. So I'm quarantined at my parents' house because that's what 30-year-olds do. And uh, <laughs> so I, I downloaded onto their, like, Fire Stick and had it playing on the TV in the living room. And then when I posted in the chat for my phone, you gave me a shout-out. My mom walked in and was like, are they talking to you? And then <laughs> and then after she walked in and saw you, she's like, wait, can they see us? Can they hear us? And I was like, no, they can do. They cannot see or hear us. But I posted it, and then like our whole family kind of gathered and was everyone was watching it. Yeah, people. So, um, and I think Zach was gifted a sub immediately after that, also, because the chat was excited. Shout, to see it was him. a shout out to the podcast. You mentioned our support. Oh yeah, for I did. Monarchy and somebody somebody sponsored my uh, my subscription. I'm now a subscriber. Yeah, but wow. I have a very generous community. If if they know that like you're a person that is a good egg, they'll they'll give you a sub, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I shouted out the podcast because you guys are monarchists, pro monarchy, hooray! I mean, it'd be nice right now, wouldn't you think? Oh my goodness, I'm always pro monarchy, but not for any good reason. There's that's no bad I, reasons. That's what we say. Yeah, There's that's no... a, that's what I say. I have no that... I have no reason why I am what I am. I right. just let it fly. Hashtag born this way. Yeah, when born. You're... Yeah, you can't change me. Uh, it, it's great to have like try to have a political conversation with somebody when most of your political like opinions have to do with the lulls 
Like, why do you want to have a monarchy? Well, because I think it would be funny to have people whose job it is to be ridiculous, and then everybody else can just be in charge of being boring government people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, say, great. like, say we, we had a person in the government who we could just l- sit there and read his tweets while everyone else did everything beneath him. That would be a... Right. That would be all right with me. <laughs> exactly. You can what, just be our country punching bag. What a... Uh, Let's talk about the, this is a Catholic podcast. Um, let's talk about the conversion to Catholicism. How, why, all right. when, all those, just all those questions. Did you grow I up Catholic? I feel bad for anybody who's, no. You, no, I, so uh, you had a full conversion. You didn't have like a re, a reinvigoration. Yeah. No, 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 full conversion. So my, my, um, my dad is like, I don't know, he tells people he's Mormon, but. Uh, I don't think the Mormons agree. He's not registered with any Mormon church, and I've never seen him go to a Mormon church of any kind. So mm-hmm. I don't know how he gets that, but that's what he says. We call those undocumented. Uh, <laughs> They're undocumented Mormons. Mormons yes, uh, my mom is a is a Protestant of the evangelical variety, um, and I was uh, confirmed Lutheran as a kid because at the time my mom was married to a Lutheran man, um, mm-hmm. and so you know. Sure, why not? So I went to, to Lutheran Church and, and got confirmed Lutheran. I, I've always grown up, you know, I've always loved Jesus. I've always, I've read the Bible, and I'm pretty good about, you know, knowing my Jesus, as most Protestants would be. Um, and then, this is, I feel like I tell this story all the time, so I'm sorry if you've heard it before. But um, this one time, when we first moved to Indiana, a girlfriend of mine who is LDS or Mormon, um, she she knew I was lonely because I didn't know anybody here and I was pregnant with our fourth kid and so she's like well I can have some of the missionaries come over and talk to you and I was like yeah it's fine because you know if anybody comes to the door to talk about Jesus I will let them in like mm-hmm. let's do this bring it on um well hopefully not right now because it would violate oh, well, yeah, social distancing that's true not right now okay oh yeah uh, I just yeah. wanted to be safe I just want to protect the community. yeah I didn't even think about that um sure I won't let them in today but um, so these these missionaries were there and they were they were talking to me and blah, blah, blah. And they have that whole second, you know, the section of Matthew where he's like, you're Peter and on this rock, I'll build my, my church. About two seconds before that, he says, this was revealed to you by my father in heaven and no man on earth and yada, yada, yada. They look at that and they say, see, God intended to build his church upon the rock of personal revelation. And I was like, what? Like, no English reading of that would give you that. Like, the dude's name wasn't rock. And then he changed it to like, come on now. Um and they were like, well, okay, well, then then why are you a Lutheran? Why, are, why aren't you a Roman Catholic? And I said, well, you know, they all went downhill in the 1500s and got evil or something. Like, you know, whatever right. the Protestants, you know, the, the Protestant line on that was. Mm-hmm. The indulgences and the things and 95 theses. Um, and, and then, you know, You're the very 95 next. 95 theses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good one, like the, And it was really good. The very next line says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I was like, yeah, wait a minute. And it, for whatever reason, like right at that moment, it stuck out to me more than it had previously. And uh, so I just, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to send you away. Come back to me in a week. So I spent the week with uh, with Bishop Barron and Father Mike Handsome Pants. And and they answered all of my questions to wait, a satisfactory wait, wait, wait. Father degree. Father what? Father Mike, Mike Handsome Schmitz. Pants. Is that Mike Schmidt? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The like, the, that's what I'm like. Very handsome yeah. priest. Yeah. He's a pretty man. He's, he's a pretty man. He's just mm-hmm. a good-looking man for Jesus. Um, 
yeah, so, you know, they explanations that you could have given me two years earlier wouldn't have meant anything all of a sudden meant the world and, like, why it was necessary to have a pope. Like, Bishop Barron really covered that really well. And so all of these, you know, YouTube evangelists really did a great job. And, and uh, so the next weekend I went to church with my friend Katie to Mass for the first time. And she sat in the cry room with me and explained the Mass. Because, like, if you've never been to Mass before, it makes you feel like a vampire you have to be invited and you don't know if you're allowed to touch things and am I supposed to kneel and you know it's really awkward yeah yeah so you know in addition to suddenly wanting to drink blood you also have to be invited you're a you're a vampire Mm -hmm. full-on vampire um but yeah I joined RCIA the next next fall and just I spent the whole summer listening to like Catholic Answers Live so my RCIA experience was a little lame a lot when I was converting yeah it's very helpful sometimes but like it's very helpful it's extremely yeah. helpful, and I don't care who's making fun of them. They should be poked in the eyeball. Anybody making fun right. of them, that is. Yeah. Right. They're um, awesome. That's, so literally it was the Mormons that were like, yeah. well, if that's true, why aren't you Catholic? And then your response was, good question. You became Catholic. Good, yeah. good question. That's a great yeah. question. Let yeah. me look into I this. It really backfired. Yeah, so I like this. So the short version is the uh, the Mormons converted me to Roman Catholicism, and <laughs> they did it wrong. They were trying to get me to go the other way, and it just didn't work. I love that. I didn't love stick. That. There's like a couple of Mormons that have started hanging out in my Dallas like Catholic circles, and people okay. are like they're not trying to convert us. And I was like, eh, you got to stay on your guard. Like I, um, Dallas has a lot of Mormons. I love them. Because I used to work with mostly Mormons, and they're like always on time to work, and they have such clear skin, and it's like <laughs> they're very like, articulate. Of. No, I know, and like all of them are very attractive. Um, yeah, no, and they'll they'll bring you coffee even when they don't drink coffee. Like, I was like, you got to stay on guard about them because there is they they will entice you. Well, I think they've they've got a lot of the the good you know, things that we could learn a lot from with their communities and the way that they support each other. You know, there's a lot to learn there, but um, it's it's just unfortunate about the theology. Yeah, that's that's the part where it's like... It's too bad um, about that. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a... That's kind of a thing I say about a lot of things. Like, it's just unfortunate about the theology. Right? That, yeah. that can be applied to... Right to your many. theology, but I'm different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's good. I always, uh, as a non-convert, I'm always very happy and inspired by converts. Instead of cradle Catholics, we're going to call them non-verts. Yeah, non-verts. <laughs> non-verts. That seems. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually get a cradle Catholic for the first time. This one that's, uh, that's bacon right now. I get to baptize that one straight out of the womb. I'm so know, excited. Do you know? Do you know? Be the first cradle Catholic. Yeah, all of my other kids were baptized Protestants, and so when they go through their like, they've never they don't remember anything else because they were little kids when we when I converted. But um, sure, that what like my daughter, my oldest daughter went through child RCIA, which is a stupid thing because the A is for adult. But whatever. Um, FYI, there's not. I mean, there are some really like stellar RCIA programs out there, but um, it's, it's most of them are pretty stupid. <laughs> child or adult, it, it's. It, it's <laughs> I just a, meant the acronym. I <laughs> But yeah. uh, I mean, no, I got you. I th- I I'd like to have Obviously a more intense RCIA. I'm like, I know that you think now that you're doing RCIA that you're going to go to classes and it's going to be intense and they're going to teach you everything. But mm-hmm. um, just know that like this, is, like finishing this process is your first challenge for initiation. And if yeah. you do it, you win a lot of things. Like you've got to look at it as stay the course. Um, and then there are some parishes where it is just like amazing. But a lot of times it's um. 
most people I know have said it's, it was a cross. I didn't yeah. have to do it. And I, I thought I'd been gypped. Oh, and no, I you weren't. Out. You I were fine. Not not <laughs> I know, because I, I, I worked with a priest one-on-one. And I was like, yeah, I got gypped of, like, the whole RCIA experience. And people were like, yeah, about that. Yeah. And so I, like, audited an RCIA course. And about, after two weeks, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, this is, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to get kicked out of class. Anytime um, you can streamline something, I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always tell people, I'm like, go to RCIA because it, sometimes it's required. But, like, if you're, if you can find a priest that's going to just, like, kind of apprentice you and tutor you, like, do that yeah um, but yeah also just stay the course because the sacraments are worth it and jesus and stuff um, <laughs> and jesus and stuff though show though show do you know what this child will be human i'm hoping okay good that's that's a step that's, one yeah that's a good start now as far as male or female no i have no idea it's too early okay um yeah we uh so we do that whole your boys and I don't want to freak you out or anything, but we do the whole cycle charting thing where I have ew, them ew, in preparation ew, for this. Ew, 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 This is a, yeah, this is a mucus free podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just saying, I know, I know, like I know. at three weeks pregnant, which is like one actual week of pregnancy, the first two weeks don't count. Um, I knew I was pregnant, so I just had to wait it out to, to take the test. So I've known for three weeks, but I'm only six weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm Are we? Oh, we're breaking news. We're breaking news, Zach. We're breaking news of a pregnancy. No one knows except for right now. And all of her Twitch fans. Oh and yeah, everybody that too. who follows me on Twitter, which is like four people. Okay. And my we're, mom. Isn't it interesting how like fame doesn't transfer platform to platform? Yeah, not really. It's a. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm not Twitter famous by a long shot, and I'm okay with it. Like so many My, people have seen Zach on TV, and not many of those people subscribe to the podcast. I told my Twitch people that that Zach was a was you know the famous kid from from the movie, and they were like, "No, he's not. Not really." I was like, "Now he's an account," and they're like, "Eh." No, that's why I tell people like, "There's the oh, you were a child actor," and then there's this initial kind of like like excitement that I I'm not like hard up like on drugs whatever and then then they that find an good. accountant and they're like oh like it's it's a quick it's a roller coaster of reactions to <laughs> where my life ended up yeah are they um, they're like simultaneously happy that you weren't drugged out but also sad that you were like not fitting the mold i'm so glad you had a normal childhood i'm so sorry it turned into a normal adulthood yeah exactly. my, my college friends had this whole plan where they were gonna like get me super addicted to heroin but they were all gonna like take care of everything to make sure that i was safe oh my so gosh they could me to it and then i could go on like back then there was still where are they now and they're like like we'll make sure that like nothing happens to you while you're addicted and that you actually get off the help that you need and i was like i'm gonna not i'd, I'd like to be removed from this narrative but they zach <laughs> zach doesn't really talk to those people anymore <laughs> Goodness gracious, Zach! You have amazing friends. I listen to a lot they of were, a, like murder like podcasts, and they all start like that. Yeah, they were fun. What was that? <laughs> I said I listen to a lot of like murder podcasts, like true crime podcasts, and they all start like that. We're like, oh, she was a lovely young lady. Her friends in high school thought she was great. She did two semesters at community college, and then she tried heroin. Now she's a hooker. And now she's dead. And you're like, well, okay, don't mm-hmm. do hooker or don't do heroin. Not even once. Yeah, heroin is. It's it's quite the drug. I would I would recommend people not to. You don't really get a lot of functional no. heroin addicts or like, no, like dabblers. Like Mm-mm. nobody. I mean, obviously, I no one should do any drugs. 
clearly, but there's, there's but... a lot of drugs that people uh, use casually, and they should stop doing that, but there aren't people, like, doing casual heroin. That yeah, I'm there's like. no casual heroin use. I say this like I have any kind of, I'm a Midwestern housewife, like, I smoked a cigarette um, once in college. Like the largest, oh, so that's like the largest <laughs> consumer of probably prescription drug abuse. Um, oh, is it? Dang. No, well, so the song Mommy's Little Helper, I think, is about Valium. It's like a rock song about house moms taking Valium all day. But then in the How 90s... How did they get anything the done? House, right, well, no, so that was the thing. In the 90s, they all switched to, like, stealing their kids' Ritalin and stuff. Um, but there it is. it used to be that they were taking, like, sedatives and stuff all day. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. Movie. I'm sorry. No, I know. I'm such a letdown. It's almost we like have to you're put a... the E on our episode because of all the drug-related humor. I I'm so sorry. I'm. Oh. No, I. This is me. Like I'm leading the conversation. <laughs> we're we're interviewing a, a housewife Twitch streamer with a family-friendly stream. Let's put the explicit button on. Mm-hmm. It. Sometimes you gotta keep swear. them on their toes. I know. So you don't so have to sorry. say who, but anyone I know that has a bunch of kids, I always want to know: Do you have a favorite? I always say I don't have a favorite child. I have a rotating least favorite child. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, that is that is totally fair. It, it it means that they all have an equal amount of chance to be your least favorite child. And sometimes the they moment. all go for it. The, yeah. the oldest two tend to tend to do it the most often nowadays because there's the tweenager and, and the one that's stuck inside when he would really rather be running around. Mm-hmm. So right. those two usually get it the worst. A tweenager. So you do know too that that kid number five is when you officially like can't pass as normal anymore, right? Like you can get up to four kids and people are like, "Oh, that's weird." Like they must just not know what happened, how this works, you know? Yeah. As soon as you have five, people are like, are "You Mormon? Are you <laughs> what's Mormon? happening like, here?" Yeah, like that's when people will will start asking for explanations of like, "Why do you have all these?" Or they'll start uh, any any of the moms I know that have more than they say five is when it's officially like. Everybody wants an explanation. Yeah. I have I have a lot of back pocket answers for those kinds of things. Because I get a little bit at four um, in the suburbs here. But um, so like people, right. when people will say stupid stuff, like, do you know how that's happening? It's always fun to make them embarrassed and say, yeah, and we're really good at it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's just fun to make everyone uncomfortable. That's what my, one of my friend's moms, um, that's what when people say, do you know how that happened? She's like, yeah, do you? Do you need me to like walk you through it? <laughs> Do you um, ha- need some instructions or? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it is funny how, for like we're really at at like three, you can start getting people who are like, what's going on? Like three kids, like this is the apocalypse. But mm-hmm. some people are like okay, three, and then four again, like it's probably there's plenty, there's enough people who are like okay, yeah, four, but five is officially like what, yeah. what are these people like? We well, need to know. We need an explanation. Yeah, especially if it's all with the same husband. Like, most of the fours I know came from a divorce and remarriage situation. So you're okay. like, oh, you got divorced. You had three kids, and then you got remarried. And, and okay, so you're going to have your own kid together. I got it. But um, <laughs> but right. the four with the same, especially with mine, mine are boy, girl, boy, girl. So I had a girl and a boy, or girl, boy, girl, boy, actually. That's true. If you had, like, three of one and then a fourth the other, people would be like, okay, they oh, just okay, wanted. you got your one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine were mine came in pairs. So I had a boy and a girl, and then when I got pregnant with my third, they're like, "Why? Why would you do that? You already have a boy and a girl." I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> it's not but like it's a collectible set. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was funny is I, I was a, attending a Presbyterian church at the time because Protestants, you know, they don't, we're not real, we, they, I don't know how I would, at the time, I was them. It's not that big of a deal which Protestant church you go to. Um, most yeah. of them are not particularly sure. married to one. Um, like so Protestants I was going, that I grew up with still kind of describe my situation is that I go to the Catholic church now or I go to a Catholic church now. Yeah. It, it isn't, because this is what people are like, how it's do not they a permanency. Like, it isn't quite the same thing. Like, Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you like the pastor you and you're Methodist, you go to a Presbyterian church or, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's sort of a, it's based on where you go. Yeah. So I, I went to a pre- Presbyterian church, but I'm not entirely sure what a Presbyterian is. Um, oh, it's yeah. awful. You don't even want to know. I probably don't. <laughs> the pastor was a really nice dude though. Pastor Andy was a good guy, but there was this other pastor when I got pregnant with my fourth child was right before we moved out of Tucson. He was like, you know, God gave us ways to prevent that. Right. And because I had this like visceral react, like just something in me always felt that birth control was wrong. I was like, I think you might be a heretic. But yeah, that's like grounds why. for getting drop kicked in the face. That's like, so I, rude. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like I was friendly with this particular pastor. I was like, what, who are you? Where did this come from? You know what? I don't want to know. It's fine. Yeah, that's really weird. But yeah, I mean, fine. again, that's sort of normal. Like, I, it's not. It's odd. Once you get like kind of thoroughly sort of bought into the Catholic approach to these things, you start to notice how like how the rest of the world is on a totally different brainwave, and because it's like like I just remember being at, at work and people were like, yeah, the next one's a girl, I'm gonna get the snip, and then and it was totally normal, and it's like you know. Yeah, when I, I like, I really struggled with the decision to to do the whole thing. There was like, ugh, I can't even tell you the story because your boys don't get grossed out. But like, ew, 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 ew. There was there was other stuff that happened previous to this that was like God clearly telling me you should not be you know mutilating yourself for the purpose of mm-hmm. of avoiding pregnancy, and it was very clear and obvious you know things that were happening, and um, and I still did it anyway. But people were like. Why do you? Why are you making such a big deal about this? This is not a big deal. Like God knows that the responsible thing to do is to limit the number of children you have. Like when you don't have a holistic view of the human person, it, you can make those things sound so with so much like wisdom. I don't know. Right. Like it becomes very strange because you're kind of like, well, didn't God? Like, yeah, you get kind of weird ideas about. Yeah. Like, like God's dependent on Pfizer pharmaceutical for right exactly for his will to be done. Um, yeah, no, I think that's something. I mean, I've had plenty of friends, and I actually know a, a very kind of uh, devout Catholic uh, OB-GYN, and, but some of them, you know, they weren't religious at all, and they, it, it was things like birth control, and it, it was things like the reaction to it, and then thinking through, like, why am I expected to be, be doing this to myself? And, I mean, it, it did mm-hmm. kind of start them down the path, and that's what I think is interesting, that when... Um, I think it's something unique about because I don't know who else is even with us on the birth control thing anymore. Because I mean, the Mormons are supposed to have big families, but once they meet their like quota, they can like they don't have any rules against birth control anymore. Um, yeah. So I don't even know like the Orthodox maybe, but we're kind of on our own with that. But I, I do think a lot of people kind of find their way to sort of the natural law and having a sort of pro life ethic from basically an experience that kind of makes them question the norm of, okay, when you turn 16, you go on birth control and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, that's what leads them there. Yeah. I think if, uh, it, for me, like, uh, a, a feministic approach to Christianity was always a thing that was a big deal to me in as, as a 
girl or growing up. And when I say feminist, I don't mean in the way that most people mean it. I mean, like, I actually like women. I think that being a woman is important. I think that there are things about being feminine that are valid and, and just like that the Bible celebrates and that the church celebrates. Yes, and all women. Yes, all of that. Yeah, we're, right? pro, yeah, we're a pro-woman podcast. Pro-woman, right? I'm very right? feminist. My DMs are always open to support women. Exactly. Mm. Um, so, but, but like, if you spend enough time, like, actually wanting women, not, not, not wanting women to be able to be men, then you find yourself in a position where you have to sort of get to the church's position. Like, if you don't want to be reducing women's fertility and you don't want to be doing that, like, you want to be able to celebrate all those things, then the church's position is the only one that makes sense. Snaps yeah, for Katie. Snaps for Katie. Sorry, I'm being all weird and. You no, know, I like I it. Don't know that there can I, be any more I set a bra on fire while I was saying that, though. It was reflexive. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That never happened. It's interesting because there, there'll be different approaches. Like, there's one approach that I think does have validity of saying, okay, if we do want to make the workplace more friendly to women, then we need to have a lot of policies around, um, like, maternity leave and things like that. And, you know, and then there was a the realization of, okay, well, we should also make that available to men. And in a lot of ways, like, when I look at that, I think that does also make it more fair in the sense that, because, like, yeah, if you make it available to women, that's fine, but then if they're the only ones taking it, then they're still going to be disadvantaged as far as career advancement goes because, like, mm-hmm. they're taking months off all the time. But if you have a system where, like, everybody that has kids does it, I mean, even though, obviously, the biggest burden of having a kid falls on the mom. But then there's the, the opposite approach who thinks that, like, the way that we do this is we make, make it free to have IUDs or, we you know, this and that. And it's like, so you... We're not going to change the workforce. We're going to change the women so that they can yeah. be like jabbed into More like the men. workforce. Yeah, yeah, and because that's what I think people people who haven't thought these things out but are just sort of reacting against feminism will make those comments. And I don't think that they've really kind of interrogated the issues. Mm-hmm. But there is a really thoughtful like critique to make about why are we doing so much to modify women so that they can be in situations that, that like used to just be for men as opposed to modifying the institutions and restructuring society like that's like i've always found that in, more interesting and i tend to encounter that more with kind of catholics who do put sort of they'll either use the feminist label or they'll say they appreciate it they're usually wanting to alter society to be like more welcoming of like <laughs> babies and mothers whereas yeah. the secular ones it's like they want to like use technology to alter women yeah i'm i i'm not sure if i would even i I generally avoid calling myself a feminist because of all of the the nonsense that goes with it but um yeah it's one of those words that's so many meanings like i mean it's a kind of a useless word now right it it tells it really tells you nothing about the person describing it because like all the guys that support free abortion call themselves male feminists because they're for women's rights and it's like we know what you're thinking like we it, it takes like two seconds to know what your motivation is and then I mean, it's it's a broad enough term that, like, it shouldn't really cause a reaction. Like, it tells me nothing about a person's worldview now if they say that, other than that, like, they're fine with that word. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know much about it. Like, I'm not making, I don't have any policy suggestions for anybody or anything. I just, I just think that, you know, you should, if, as, if as you love people, no, care about it. Um, <laughs> like, you know, care about them. Right. There you go. So, they can find you on Twitch at Mrs. Ruby, right? Yeah. Yep. M R S R U V I. That's where they can find you on Twitter. Do you have any 
final parting words um oh, anything you want you read at what is the good egg what is it's that good egg, good egg fund.org or good right. egg fund on twitter and on instagram um you can submit ideas or you can donate we would love for you to do both that would be amazing especially if you want to do a recurring donation that would be awesome helps keep the money in the fund so the fund can keep doing cool stuff one nice one final question sure uh, what do you? How do you think uh, President Trump is handling the coronavirus? <laughs> um, uh, just kidding. You don't have to answer my, that. I was to say my 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 knowledge of this is pretty limited because I make a point to not watch the news. So I have a mental image of like President Trump in a luchador mask, and then like that pinata version of the virus mm. fighting in a ring. That's what <laughs> I've got pictured right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, if that's happening, I'm overwhelmingly in support of the president <laughs> i mean it's not perfect it may not be far off from happening i haven't checked in today so yeah i mean i hope he keeps his shirt on i hope it's a shirted oh, wow, luchador yeah. <clears throat> that is that is certainly something we all hope and when can we catch you on twitch do you have like a, a set schedule or is it rotating or yeah how do we get involved Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5.30 Eastern time is when uh, the opening credits will start there. And then uh, I usually follow pretty quickly after that. And I tweet whenever I go live. So you can check that out. And yeah, we're, we're, we're a fun bunch. Don't let us freak you out when, we first come, when you first come in. But be, be aware, it's not a Catholic stream. Like, not that it's anti-Catholic or anything. It's just, I mean, we had a priest on the other day. But <laughs> like, it's, right. it's mostly just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, it's an everybody environment. Yeah. Occasionally people come in and they're like, let's talk about the Pope. I'm like, well, I mean, we can, but not for very long because it'll freak everybody out. Right. It's like I have, I'm like literally beating these eggs until they're not yellow anymore. Right. But I sure. have things to do. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, Katie, thanks fun. for coming on. Yeah, sorry if I made it weird. I don't um, think you thank did. Thank you for making it weird. Okay, good. We'll talk about mucus afterwards. Perfect. Yeah, that's Excellent. our Patreon. That's the paid content. You need to <laughs> pay for access to that that great yeah, stuff. For sure. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye.